Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Come with me on a journey into the mind, into the misunderstood and mysterious world of neurodiversity, into a place of daring discovery and desperate darkness, but also, you know, fun. Come with me if you dare, into the neuroverse. Episode 6, The Forest of Forbidden Phrases. Ooh, it's a funny title, isn't it? Immediately, it sounds a little bit saucy, but it's it's not... Oh, it is slightly saucy, but not as saucy as you might want. I know some of you are sat there going, Oh, come on then, let's have the sauce, Colin. That's why we came. That's why we entered the Neuroverse, for sauce. We wanted sauce. We're lonely. Our lives are empty. We have no sauce. We have no sauce. Not one bit of us is saucy. Or get sourced anymore. Those days are long gone, Colin. Colin, those days are long gone. Welcome to Into the Neuroverse. Okay, up top, full disclaimer. God, I've never been one of those people who say full disclaimer. Full disclaimer. You hear a lot of those sort of phrases working in the industry. One that I hear a lot of is, I'll circle round and come back to you. Which usually means... You haven't got the job, Colin. But, you know, it's a sort of... I guess it's sort of delaying the pain. You know, you sort of go... Have you heard about um, the the job I went for? You know, the, the acting job that I went up for where I would be a sort of space marine? I thought I'd be very good at that, actually. I wore a black T-shirt that was quite tight and made it look like I had muscles that I don't. And I spoke in a sort of American act... My attempt at American acts, you know, oh my God, you know, that kind of, you know how Americans do, you know what they're like, God, awful, you mustn't be careful. But anyway, um, and then, you know, they go, oh, um, we haven't heard yet. I tell you what, I'll, I'll, um, I'll check in and circle back round to you, um, which I've, I've come to learn means no, no, Colin, no, Colin, you will not be a space marine, not this time. Not this time. Right, so yes, full disclaimer at the top. Welcome to Into the Neuroverse. If you've listened before, then you're very used to this. And I'm fucking surprised that you're back. I really am. I listened back to some of them and I was like, who listens to this? Actually, I listened back to them. I thought, oh, this is quite good, actually. I quite like this. Some of this is quite good. Um, So what is this show? Let me explain. In case you don't know, um, it's me, Colin Holt, actor. Come on. Space Marine, sometimes. Sometimes I play Anna Man. I often dip dip into Anna Man's voice. I'm trying to find my own voice. It's very hard, having spent my whole life denying my own voice. Oh, you poor soul, you denied your voice. Say it isn't so. You denied your voice. That's the real victim of uh, the climate disaster. A man in his 40s feeling he had his voice denied. But uh, no, I, I don't feel I had my voice denied as such. It was encouraged in many ways. But for various reasons, which we're sort of unpicking slowly but surely, um, I have played many characters and been many guises and, and um, acted many parts, but struggled to, to speak as myself, you know? Um, and now I'm being a stand-up. I'm out there being Colin out on stage in my new show. And it's great. It's lovely fun. And um, I have ADHD. That's why I've already forgotten what I started talking about at the start of this sentence. Oh, yeah. So the point is, I, I be, I, I'm me, Colin, and I talk about uh, um, ADHD, which I have, autism, which I am on the journey to discovering if I definitely have. I'm pretty sure I do have. A lot of people self-identify uh, as neurodiverse nowadays, which is absolutely fair enough. But I feel I want a little bit little bit of like, I want some sort of official person to tell me so. And then I go, thank you. I knew I was. So this series of podcasts 
is me going into the neuroverse, as I call it. Um, someone's probably come up with that before. I did Google it. I can't really find anything. But anyway, don't worry about that. Come on, move on, Colin, quickly. I, I go on a lot of diversions. Anyway, and I, I, I do some writing about what it means to be neurodiverse, uh, the struggle with being in the neurotypical world, how we can navigate it. I sometimes have some tips, tips and, and tricks and tits. <laughs> no tits. I, I think I've done that joke before. doesn't matter. Move on. Come on. Keep going. Um, now, and yes, hopefully, hopefully you all have fun and listen to this. And it's a little distraction from the fact that the world is boiling and we probably have a, 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 under, under 10 years left. Under a tenner. But, you know, we keep going because we, we live because we must. That went bleak. I'm sorry. I don't know about you, but I'm very terrified about the climate emergency. I'm not going to go into it today because I, I spent a lot of my my recent time uh, going over it. So full disclaimer, I still haven't done the full disclaimer because I went off on that track about space marines and and so on and so forth. And the other one people say, my lovely producer Owen says this a lot, and I'm putting this in because I don't think he's listening to this and I want to see if he is. So if you are, Owen, you you tell me you've heard this. Not if you are Owen, if you, if you are listening, Owen. Um, Owen's a wonderful man, by the way. Very young, only 30, but he's got the brain of a 75-year-old. He's brilliant, he really is. But he um, he says, I wonder if there's a world where... Dot, dot, dot. I love that. Isn't that brilliant? That's some proper multiverse sort of stuff, isn't it? And it will be about, you know, me doing the show. And he's sort of like, I wonder if there's a world where you're Anna and then you're you or something, you know. Or I wonder if there's a world where this is a lot funnier, that sort of thing. Um, but sometimes he'll just say it about... I, I say it now because he's stuck it in my head. As we talked about the bad mantras might as well be dead. This is a fine mantra. This is not a not a particularly bad one or not a particularly good one, but you know, it's it's stuck, is the point. And so you say things I, I, I said the other day something like, um, I wonder if there's a world where we get the oat milk from Aldi and the normal milk from Waitrose. I said that. I said that sentence. A world. Imagine a world. So you've got the whole multiverse, the endless multiverse, where anything is possible. You know, worlds where dinosaurs evolved like like humans, worlds where um, frogs evolved like humans. You know, worlds where where humans evolved like frogs. Um, you have the whole multiverse, 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 and there's a multiverse, of course, where we're all mutants, etc. But anyway, we'll come back to that. But. The world I chose to describe of all that multiverse is a world where we buy oat milk from Aldi and Waitrose supplies our normal milk. I think you all know why. I think that's not only the worst thing I've ever said, uh, certainly the most um, Brightonian thing I've ever said, certainly the most privileged thing I've ever said. Well, is it, though? Because... You know, it all stems from the fact... I hope... Is anyone with me at this point? Is anyone with me? But it all stems from the fact that Waitrose, they're... Um, OK, so Aldi... OK, we've gone very off track here, but essentially Aldi, I don't think, do organic cow's milk. My daughter will only have organic cow's milk. The rest of us... My son's dairy-free, you see, and my wife's dairy-free, so I've become dairy-free, you know, much like Samuel L. Jackson's character in um, Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Come on, you idiot, what are you talking about? Oh, God, we're seven minutes in. Um, but, yes, so, you know, so it's telling you a lot, isn't it, the fact that I I, I buy from... from I'd like... I've spread across there, aren't I? I'm doing what we... Oi, I get it all from... Waitrose if I could. All right, I've said it. I've said it. I'll get it all from Waitrose if I could. That said, I did reverse my car in the Waitrose car park into a Waitrose van, and there's a big old dent in the back, and I, I'm just not getting it cleaned. Cleaned? Fixed? This is a neurodiverse thing, I think. You know, people people who weren't like us would really... would would get that fixed, wouldn't they? But to me, the car is... It's just a means of getting around. It, I, I don't even feel it really exists. You know what I mean? It, well, it obviously exists, but it's like, it, it. Can you imagine giving a shit about that? I can't. The only thing I do give a shit about is that every time someone walks past, they go, "You've got a dent in the car," and I go, "Yes, yes, I know, I know, I've got a dent in the car." 
I know I've got a dent in the car and I would fix it. I would fix it. But the steps with ADHD, the steps, you know, the first step, call a, um, a garage or whatever. Uh, that's, I mean, that's awful. Having to deal with, 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 you know, what it is with garage people. I'm not against garage people. I'm against the fact that there is built into my, my brain computer, there is the idea that they're probably going to somehow cheat me <laughs> because I look like, um, I think what's called a mark in, um, crime stuff. I look like a mark. They see me coming. They see me coming a long way. That's the thing. And I don't have the knowledge or or courage to say, I, I think you're charging me too much there. Oh, God, where have we gone to? OK, are you still... We're 10 minutes in. So this is what usually happens. OK, now, OK, full disclaimer. <laughs> if I could just circle back to full disclaimer. Imagine a world... Oh, God, they're all coming out now. Imagine a world where... I do shop at Asda sometimes, by the way. I'm just going to throw that out there, just in case you think I'm I'm dreadfully privileged. I mean, I think I am very privileged, but I came from a deeply working-class background, and it was absolute hell. <laughs> what am I talking about? Um, full disclaimer, circling back. Circling back to what I started talking about. Full disclaimer. Okay, so this... The setup of the Into the Neuroverse set series, as you can see, the Nottingham's coming out now. Basically, I have to do the mask of Anna Man for a bit, basically, is what we're learning. And then Colin slowly emerges like a, a butterfly from a from a sort of weird um, Dame Edna tribute act type thing. I. Right. A couple of things. Full disclaimer, circling back, blah, blah, blah. The idea of the show is that I do uh, two like this where I give you a semi stream of consciousness semi written i do actually write some of this it's not hemingway fuck it's not hemingway jesus it's not hemingway and i think there's no one does anyone like hemingway yes a lot of people um the first half is like this i chat away i talk about what i've been up to recently in a sort of neurodiverse way and try to understand that and try to you know communicate that and then i read a thing i've written um this this week it's on the forest of forbidden phrases that's normally what we do every week now and then on the third week we have an interview okay so i was going to have an interview with a wonderful comedian called crystal evans and the internet decided to kick me in the eye it really did the fucker and it didn't work the zoom did not work so instead very last minute it's quarter past seven and record the the night before it goes out so apologies to patreon people it's probably not going to get to you before it gets to everyone else. If it does, it'll be like at one in the morning. So if you listen to it, then you're you're mad. Joe Swan. So, yes, it's not the interview. It's very late. It's quite rushed. I'm having a lot of fun already. I was hoping it would all just come together. I have got the Forest of Forbidden Phrases to read. I haven't checked it. I could be saying all sorts of mad shit. I've got some things I want to talk about. So strap in and listen. Um, and we'll do that interview with, with Crystal Evans and other people at a later date. I need to, I might end up doing the interview thing as one strand, this as another strand. Who knows? The world is our oyster and let's get it all out before, you know, our 10 years are up. Don't talk about it, Colin. Don't talk about the climate crisis. Um, so yes, apologies if you were desperate to get an interview, but it's another one of, of these, this bollocks. So yes, yeah, so I'll talk a bit about Crystal first. So Crystal's currently at the Edinburgh Festival, um, uh, which is, which she's doing very well. She's doing a brilliant show. I saw her at MacFest, which is a great festival, I think I mentioned before, and she was on the showcase doing 10 minutes. And it really got me because um, I, didn't, I haven't seen her full show myself. I'm hoping to see it uh, when I go up to Edinburgh. Oh, spoiler! I'll talk about that in a second. But anyway, um, I only saw this 10 minutes and it was among, you know, the lovely MacFest in MacFest, it's all very kind of, oh, it's all a bit, whoa, we're all a bit, wee, you know, and everyone's lovely. It's all lovely, lovely. And what was quite exciting was Crystal Evans came out and she talked about trauma and pain and horror. And and it was so sort of exciting because that's, because it, it really helped me. And this is what I'm going to talk to her about. Because when I come out and do stand up as myself, I often come away feeling 
quite dirty and quite sinful. It's a sin, da 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 you know, because I feel like I'm talking about real things that I'm not supposed to. I have to talk as, you know, in silly, silly ways, Anna Man ways and all that stuff. And, and then she did a Guardian interview where she talked about her past and my wife sent, and the show and what it's all about. My wife sent it to me in a kind of like, oh, this sounds quite fun to you. And I saw it. I came out of yoga. So I was already very vulnerable. Yoga, Waitrose, fuck. I came out of yoga, very vulnerable. And I read this Guardian interview, fucking great. Oh, with Crystal. And it completely floored me. Um, about, and the bit that got me really was when she talks about moving away from her family to live with her grandparents, I think. And how suddenly she was aware there are people who are stable and normal <laughs> and just do normal things. And there's a sort of security. And that really floored me. And genuinely, I, I lost a couple of days. A couple of days just went through sheer, um, I don't know. Well, when I have the interview of Chris Evans, you'll find out. We'll talk about it. And that will be, that will hopefully all come across there. So, yes, as the spoiler said, I'm doing some Edinburgh shows. I'm really enjoying my new show. Um, it's about uh, me. Uh, yay. And it's about ADHD and autism me trying to understand if I do have autism. I have many reasons to think why. Um, I'm very good. You know how autistic people can... You might have seen where sometimes they can see a thing, you know, and just go away and draw it. Like, say, the Taj Mahal. You just see the Taj Mahal. You go away and draw it. And I can do that. So that's one thing. I just, you know, I can look at something like the Taj Mahal and then go away and, and just sit there, draw the whole thing. Um, and it looks awful. Okay, it looks absolutely nothing. You would never know it was the Taj Mahal, to be honest. It'd probably be better if I hadn't seen it. Just got a pen and gone, you know. But so I don't have that particular, probably um, mostly uh, fictional trait. Um, not mostly fictional, as in probably, I, I don't think most autistic people do have that. I think that's probably a very rare and wonderful thing. That was a little joke. It was actually a little sample from my new show, which is evolving and changing. It's gone. Originally, it was called Colin, and it was just about Colin coming out of Anna and me being Colin. Very, God, very, very uh, narcissistic, isn't it? But, you know, we're comedians. We can be. We're allowed to be. We're encouraged to be. But now it's become my boy, is what I'm currently calling it, and it's about me and my dad and my boy, my son, and the, the journey between us and autism and ADHD and all that stuff. I'm really, really enjoying it. I did some of it at a show. I did a little bit last night, actually, at a great gig. A little shout out to the Secret Comedy Club in um, in Brighton. It was just a new material gig and I went out. Very strange moment. This was quite a neurodiverse moment, I think. But I saw a man in the audience who I was convinced was one of my best friends from Manchester, who I, when I studied at Manchester, who I haven't seen for years and years. He looked so much like him. And it sort of took over the set a bit. It was very weird. I kept talking about it. <laughs> and he, bless him, looked absolutely... He was like, no, I'm not. I'm not him. I know you're probably a bit worried about Colin now. I am starting to have these slight moments of disconnect, I won't lie, which I know can be an autistic trait of genuinely just going, is this is this real? Is, is any of this real? I know that sounds very weird. I'm being very honest with you. I was sat in therapy the other day, back at therapy. That's going great. Highly recommended if you can do it. Bang, Waitrose, bang, therapy, bang, yoga. Um, and I had a moment where I was just looking at his plant in his... And I just... He said, are you all right? <laughs> well, I mean, like, you know, for therapy. No, I mean, I'm in therapy. No, actually, do you know what? I think everyone should do therapy, whoever you are. And there are ways and means to get um, uh, cheaper therapy. You know, you don't have to spend a, a, an absolute fortune. Um, anyway, yes, yeah, so I saw this plant and I was just staring at his plant and I suddenly, everything felt unreal. I thought, is any of... Am I even here? Am I even in this room? It was a very weird moment. And I said it to him. I thought, should I even say this? You know, you remember from episode one, they're coming to take me away. Um, but he he said, well, I think what it is, it's your creativity coming out. You know, I've had a very blocked time. I think I've talked about this. I haven't gone into detail. But for a few ugh, ugly reasons, I had a blocked time 
shall we say, where I um, uh, after my show finished, I things got very hard up in the brain box, in the brain attic, for a few reasons. Um, and I'm starting to come out of it. The creativity's starting to flow. And he said, "It's just your flow. It's just you know you you're just you're just experiencing things differently." You're experiencing the world slightly differently because you're thinking in that creative way rather than in, in you know, the bad mantras, the dark voices kind of way. He didn't say it like that. <laughs> I'm completely paraphrasing. But, yeah, so stuff's going on. So, <laughs> but yeah, please come and see that show. It's at The Pleasance on the 24th, 25th and 26th. If you're at the Edinburgh Festival, come see me. It's I'm really enjoying it. And you know what? For the first time I'm going out... And I'm really enjoying just being me and chatting and letting that just happen. I think this podcast has helped with it. So if the podcast doesn't end up being this huge hit that I hope it will, at least it's given me that. It's given me this way of just chatting to the crowd and not being scared and not feeling like I'm doing a bad thing. I know that sounds nuts to anyone else probably, but... It, it, I, I, last night I was just I, I've always wanted to be like Frankie Howard I think he was my first comedy hero I love the way he goes out and he can just sort of say oh no oh don't you oh don't you dare and all that stuff and and I was I wasn't doing an impression of Frankie Howard but I was I was really enjoying just saying no stop come on and all that kind of stuff which is very Anna Man to the audience as in sort of building up this hysteria of it's just silliness <laughs> And I love sort of giving the audience as if they've got an agenda, as if I'm reading what they're thinking. Absolute bullshit, of course, but it, it meant... Do you know what it really means, comedians, if there are any comedians listening? If you can find that kind of voice, it's lovely because you don't have to write anywhere near as much material. Oh, thank you. Right, circling back. So, yes, I think the show is starting to work for me, this show. Something's happening I'm starting to trusting it. I accept it. We'll see where it leads. Thank you for coming on this this journey with me. What's happened since I last recorded? The first load of episodes I recorded uh, in advance. Um, this is now, we're now down, uh, foolishly, we're now down to the wire of trying to record them <laughs> the day before. Very stupid. Don't do that, ADHD boy. So I, I'll try not to do that. But yeah, I um, so Sinead O'Connor died. That fucked me up. Not to make it about me. I mean, there's only me, but I uh, I loved Sinead O'Connor. I really didn't. I didn't realise how much I did. Do you know what? There's like that whole period of my life I'd forgotten. I used to listen to a loads. Do you know the song, I'm Here to Mother You? I'm here to mother you. Um, It's really beautiful. He says, when your nights are lonely, when your dreams are only blue, I, this is to mother you. That one. Um, the song called This Is To Mother You, not I'm Here To Mother You. What a campaigner, what a truth teller. We were on a little holiday, just a few days in Airbnb, when she died, and it completely threw me. I, my emotional, emotional dysregulation is a thing a lot of people who are autistic and ADHD have. Since I, I found the emotions were very blocked all my life. I think I've talked about this before. And when I, after I discovered the ADHD and and working through it, through writing and performing and, and therapy and blah, 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 it's a lot of it's uncorked now and it's quite hard to regulate it, which is tricky when you're going around a place called Monkey World. I don't know if you've been to Monkey World. It's wonderful. I think they do a lot of good conservation stuff, rescuing apes, it's mainly apes. Should be called Ape World. Doesn't sound as good, I know. Um, but we went to Monkey World, and when you're walking around Monkey World and you keep thinking about Sinead O'Connor and her life and what she was, what she represented, and the sheer unfairness and the hideousness of the world, and just hearing that song in your head, and you struggle to stop crying, and you're looking at some orangutans it's quite tricky it's quite tricky i had to go off to um to get a coffee for a bit because i was there i was there with the kids and my wife and my my uh sister-in-law and her kids and <laughs> and i was really struggling to hold it back fuck man and i couldn't really explain well i mean i i understand why but it 
it, when that emotional dysregulation hits. And you know what? Fuck it. Let it out, man. Feel it. If you can't be sad when an absolute legend dies, you know, when can you be sad? Um, so I went to get a coffee and then I got quite um, scared of, of what... Um, of, right, I'm going to say this and I apologise if it offends, but the sort of Brexity face... I've come to call it in my mind. It's the face, it's the sort of judgy face where after Brexit happened, I'm sorry if you're a big Brexit fan, to be honest, if you got this far, I doubt you are. But I felt when Brexit happened, I just, it I suddenly, this swave of, of willful ignorance that had been unleashed, that's what I felt, sort of deep-seated anger that a lot of people have, uh, it turns out. And, and I understand why. I sort of understand why they have it. You know, I do understand the reasons. I don't think it came from nowhere. But just suddenly this fear, this sense that others are, you know, I mean, everyone's angry that people are getting something that I should be getting. My hard work's not getting rewarded. People are just getting stuff for nothing. I'm sick of it. I want to take it back, blah, 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 all that. And that's just everywhere. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not saying Monkey World is like that. And certainly not the orangutans. They're quite the opposite. If anything, they're very reflective creatures. Actually, they, they're a bit more brutal than you think. I think watching them move around, they're like, oh, that could rip my head off. And probably, probably should. But I, um, yeah, I just, I went into the cafe and suddenly got this, the Brexit face fear. <laughs> oh, God, I can't believe I'm saying that. Oh, God, the fascists will come for me. But um, I, I feel like... Um, it's that look, do you know what I mean? That kind of angry, like, Ugh, what are you doing? Ugh, uh. Where does it come from? Oh, God, I'm not explaining myself very well. It's it's that, it's that willful ignorance. It's that kind of like, because it's very anti-emotion. It's very anti-feelings. It's very anti-woke. All that stuff. It's just a kind of hard, fucking, annoyed and yeah, why are you crying in the middle of Monkey World? Full disclosure, circling back, I didn't cry, cry. You know, I wasn't there bawling. I wasn't on my knees <laughs> wailing. <laughs> but I was, um, I just, you know, when you kind of get that thing, you're like, oh, you know, you can't quite speak because it's, anyway, I don't think anyone really saw, but I got it really in my head. <laughs> um... God, I don't come at me about the Brexit face thing, please. Um, it's not even mine. I think Jonathan Pye talked about it first, the Brexit face. Anyway, fun, 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 fun. I was in Manchester and um, that was fun. I was filming a, a little thing and I went to Excess Malarkey. Wonderful gig. Did some new material there. Joe Lysett was on before. What? I love him, obviously, and he loves me, and we love each other. He showed me an app called What We Feel. Oh, God, if you can hear shouting downstairs, right? My daughter has discovered the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, specifically a movie that came out a few years ago. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's called Rise of the... No, it's called Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and it's a movie of that. It looks pretty good. She she has watched it in three days. She has watched it twice every day and once three times. That's three, four, five, six, seven. Seven times she's watched it in the last three days. It can't be that good, can it? And she shouts out at the telly, reminiscent of my dad screaming at Thatcher in the 1980s through the TV. I don't think she could hear him. She, she screams at Leonardo, Raphael sort yourselves out anyway so if you hear that that's what's going on downstairs i'm sorry for this situation i explained the internet blah 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 so um yes yes joe lysett suggested i look at a wonderful app called how we feel where you mark how you feel at specific times i talked before i think about the different colors um so it does a similar thing orange uh, sort of orange yellow is it calls high energy pleasant red is high energy unpleasant blue is high en low energy unpleasant green is low energy pleasant and you mark what you're feeling at that time and who you're with and where you are and it automatically records 
the weather and you put how how much sleep you've had <clears throat> and if nothing else it then gives you an analysis if nothing else it sort of goes you see oh cool right so when i'm doing that i'm happy when i'm doing that i'm not happy you know or i'm pleasant I'm, I'm comfortable and then you have a range of feelings you can pick so it's not just angry you know it's annoyed irritated peeved <laughs> um it's not just happy it's uh ecstatic excited curious loved you know um and it's really good to be able to name your emotions to to really name them uh brene brown talks about this a lot not just to say oh um, i'm a bit angry at the minute i'm a bit annoyed you know or not even annoyed you know but to, to really pinpoint what that feeling you're having and then you can pinpoint why and then you can find a way to to help it or to have more of it Anyway, XS Malarkey was a lot of fun. I did have a moment with uh, Toby Haddock. Haddock? Haddock? Haddock, isn't it? Fuck, brain, it's gone. Lovely man who runs it. And I sort of, he was being quite funny because he was up on stage and he was going on and he was being very funny because he's a funny man, but he was going on and on and on <laughs> introducing Joe and then me. And it really made me laugh because it just, it very reminiscent of this podcast. Just as it was, um, just as it was like he was about to bring us on, he'd then go on a diversion about the room or the next gig they're doing or their website or whatever. It was quite incredible. Even for me, that was quite incredible how, you know, we were we were each waiting a good 11 minutes from the point where he said, start clapping, uh, to the point where he said, here comes Joe Lysett or, or Colin Holt. Um, we were chatting about it afterwards, but when I got up, I said, uh, uh, does anyone know if he's been diagnosed yet? which got a bit of a laugh, but I immediately felt bad, obviously, and I thought, that's not okay, is it, just to say that? But anyway, I, I came away really concerned about it, worried about it, and then I... But you know what? I thought, I'm going to message him, because otherwise it just lingers, doesn't it? I do that a lot. It lingers a lot. <laughs> like a bad smell. But I, I messaged him and I said, um, uh, sorry if that wasn't okay to say that, you know. And he said, oh, not at all, not at all. You know, and we had a lovely chat about it. So that was good. So if you feel like, I, I, and I had a similar thing last night at the gig where I was chatting to a guy who's autistic and ADHD um, and I was sort of joking, I was being quite, you know, I do have this, still have this slight, quite acerbic Anaman-like um, where I'm sort of friendly and jolly, but also taking the piss, you know. And there was a point where I was like, oh, is this not okay? You know, but then he came up to me afterwards and he said, I know it sounds like a brag. I don't think it sound like a brag. But he came up and he, he he was very he said thank you for for doing that the way you did it is is right so that's good isn't it <laughs> we need a break come on we need a break shredders attacking fuck What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome back to Into the Neuroverse. And don't forget, if you like this, to like it and review it and to tell your friends. That would be lovely. And also, if you want to support it, 
you can go to patreon.com slash Colin Holt and uh, give me a pound or two if you if you can afford it. If you can't afford it, don't you bloody dare. We are in a cost of living crisis. Or as I saw someone put on the internet the other day, I don't claim to own this, but it was a very good phrase. We're not in a cost of living crisis. We're in a corporate greed crisis. God, that's good, isn't it? Why don't I come up with stuff like that? Why am I just talking about circling back? I'd love to... Can you... Can we... Is there a world where I come up with phrases like that? No. Hmm. Ah, it's too late for coffee, but it's got to be done. So, what are we talking about? So, on our journey into the Neuroverse, we go to strange and interesting new realms, and this is the forest of forbidden phrases. Ooh. <laughs> Um, you might be able to hear my son. He's playing Jurassic World Alive on his phone and he likes to shout out things like, I got you, Allosaurus. Um, just pay it no mind. Pay it no mind. God knows we don't. Bless him. Um, yes. So this is the a thing I wrote recently. I've got I've got other stuff that I've written. It's much, much clearer, much better. But I'm because of the situation with the internet, this is all very... It's normally much better than this, all right? I feel like I'm doing one of those work-in-progress shows where you keep going, It's uh, this will be a lot better. But here we go. So, <laughs> forbidden phrases. I was... Um, oh, God, I can hear him talking about the Allosaurus. Anyway, that's fine. So I was thinking about the phrase making love <laughs> and how it really makes me giggle, like it just, just did then, and how I, I feel like saying making love, making love, it's very hard to say. And I think there might be a thing when you're neurodiverse where there's certain phrases just feel like, I can't say that, that's too weird for me. But what else do you say? Having sex? You know, that's not as... Um, that's not as, I told you, it gets saucy. But that's, you know, that's not as lovely as it is saying making love, making love. So it's the forest of forbidden phrases, those things that just make you feel strangely uncomfortable. And I think with, with neurodiversity, there, there can be this fear, this uncomfortableness with owning, owning certain things that the rest of the world takes for granted that has... Uh, uh, for themselves and these things aren't forbidden to us that we're they're forbidden buyers maybe it, autism is a spectrum and everyone's very very different on it yes yeah, so this uncomfortableness with what the world takes for normal and sometimes i think it can make you seem very aloof and people and, and people respond in that sort of like Oh, he didn't say it right, did he? Or he's not... Oh, he didn't say thank you. Or he didn't... I keep thinking about... You know when you walk past people, right? And it's a particular... Perhaps a particular age and um, era. And they sort of move out the way for you. Or hold the door for you or something. And so I often say thank you. But I don't think I've said it enough. Do you know what I mean? And they'll go, thank you! You know when people do that thing? <laughs> and uh, But what I, I tend to do because of this stuff what makes me laugh is they'll do that you know thank you you know being very sarcastic and i'll not clock at all that they're being sarcastic i often don't clock sarcasm at all i'll be honest as a comedian i often don't get jokes i don't get most jokes but they'll go thank you and i'll go oh oh that's all right and then they look really annoyed and i get more annoyed the Brexit face comes out, but they either get more annoyed or they just get kind of, or they just walk away a bit baffled, you know. Um, I remember it happening. We, we were coming down these huge steps at Robin Hood Bay. Have you ever been to Robin Hood Bay? Which is Notting, Nottingham, weirdly. Not, Notting, not, that's very hard to say, isn't it? Not, there's a song that goes, Notting, Nottingham. Anyway, I remember walking down the steps and it was a real, like, kind of, there's these huge steps that go down to the sea and it was a real kind of awkward, you know, getting round people. And I, I I think we had the kids and we were trying to get round this this woman coming back and she, she says, oh, thank you, like this. <laughs> but it was a really odd one because there was, there was no need to, like, move out of my way. It was one of those where it was like she had to make the, a point that she was moving out the way even though she didn't need to move out it was a very weird situation and i did the oh not a problem you know and she said she actually in that case i think said something like um you could move you know or something you know or i did move for you or whatever and then i i 
ruined the whole day because I spent the whole day just on that massive edge because of the, well, Robin Hood Bay for a start is quite an edge. But I got into this, um, you know, the, the this quite animalistic thing can take over you sometimes, can't it? When you, you realise you've been insulted without knowing you've been insulted. Oh, God. Right, we've gone on a tangent there. But anyway, you know, those kind of things, they just don't always make sense to us, I think. And then we're sort of quite vulnerable because people think we're being mean or rude or aloof and we're not. We just haven't clocked that that's what's happening. I was at this wedding went once, once, once. Have I talked about this? I Sometimes I think I've said all this before. It's very possible. I was at this wedding once, is how you say it correctly. Uh, we were sat at this table and there was a sort of, it was a very Tory wedding. I won't go into any further details, but there was this this mum and her husband and daughter, and they were all quite unpleasant. I won't lie, but I didn't the clock at that point. I was like, oh hello, hello, you know, and I was chatting to them, and, her, and they made these jokes. I think were jokes, but neither me nor my wife clocked that they were jokes. Probably they were just being mean Tories. But anyway, they sort of like ha 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 ha, and we didn't, and they sort of looked as if, as if we should have laughed. Oh, it's the horrible. Have you had that moment where someone tells a joke and then look at you as if you should laugh now, why aren't you laughing? And you go, and I just didn't know what to respond. I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> God, they must have hated me so much. I just didn't know how to respond at all. And then the sort of, um, someone came over later who was a part of the wedding went, how's it all going over here? Everyone getting on all right? And um, the, the mother of the Tories family just sort of went, no, not great, actually, like this. And I suddenly, it was only at that point I clocked. I'd made, she, that I'd, she, they hated us because we got it wrong. We got it wrong. We got it wrong. Um, great. Okay, I think this is, this is really good content and I think you're really enjoying it. Anyway, so I've talked before about uh, the common sense thing, right? The common sense. Common sense. Come on, mate. It's common sense. It's fucking common sense, isn't it? It's common sense, you know, that kind of thing. And I don't... The common sense thing, I don't get. It just makes me think... Com when people talk about common sense, it makes me think of, like, pissed-up blokes in pubs that I was dragged to as a kid, right? I And... and who would just talk, well, it's common sense, isn't it? It's common sense, mate. It's common sense. Of course it is. Of course it's that. Of course, you know, of course they're coming over here and taking all our jobs, that sort of thing. Of course it is. It makes sense, mate. It's common sense. And I, re I remember really clocking, right? And probably with the benefit of hindsight, I probably wasn't this clever as a kid, but I remember clocking that the whole blokes who talk about things being common sense wasn't was absolute bollocks when there was this one dude, um, this drunk fat, right sorry it doesn't matter that he was fat but you know uh he was he was waffling on about common sense it's common sense mate you know they're coming over here taking our job they're not like us or whatever it was and then he told me and then he saw that i had a batman figure or a batman t-shirt or a batman comic or whatever batman comic it probably was and he saw us ready went he, he said very he said in the new film right the new film what's coming out batman 2 which actually became batman returns when batman 2 comes out Vicky Vale, Kim Basinger, is going to be Robin. Vicky Vale, Kim Basinger is going to be Robin, and I was like, I, I was like, I don't, I don't think it is. And it's like, yeah, that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. I'm not saying he was saying that was common sense, but it made me go, oh, okay, if you believe that, because that's just not going to be the truth, is it? I know Tim Burton made some very interesting choices with his Batman movies. As did Schumacher, as did Nolan. But casting Kim Basinger, who was Vicky Vale, as Robin, I mean, that would be really weird, wouldn't it? it? I mean, the whole Batman and Robin situation's pretty weird already. I mean, to then make his actual love interest be... then become Robin, just a very weird thing that obviously isn't true. So at that point, I went... Oh, okay, those blokes who talk about common sense are probably always talking bullshit. If he's talking bullshit about Batman 2, he's probably talking bullshit in everything he said. It was, a, it was a watershed moment for me, you know. And I think what's known as common sense is often just all the stupid shit that people have agreed must be true. 
because you know we, people don't want to face reality they don't, they they want to go back to all those superstitious bullshit you know people people use common sense to explain why as i say why immigrants aren't welcome you know there's no room for them there's no room for them here people use used to use common sense to burn women as witches of course she's a witch of course she's a witch mate it's common sense isn't it she's a witch why else would my milk turn bad after she walked past it right and the moment after I told her to to uh, uh, move her cows, <laughs> I got a boil on my bum, right? She's a witch. It's obvious. It's common sense. I admit a lot of my understanding of that period of time is coming from comedy shows like Blackadder and so on. But, you know, anyway, yes, common sense as a neurodiverse person, I'm very suspicious of what's known as common sense. But it, it makes me very suspicious of things which are, are normal and nice. Like I say, phrases like, we make love. I don't know, it just feels weird. It just... I, I find it very hard to get my head around it. I get really embarrassed saying it. It's it's sad, I, you know. I mean, I don't walk, want to walk around going, hey guys, we just made love. <laughs> but you know... Uh, in, in, me and my wife refer to it with all sorts of bizarre names just so we don't have to say the phrase we made love um is it is it because i just just feel it's not for me in this forest of forbidden phrases you know that i don't own that phrase it's from another world uh, or, or just things right for a long time i found it very hard to just say i was a comedian right so when i i first started um first started gigging it was in double act with fergus Colin and Fergus and we went all around doing these gigs and you know we'd, we'd get to this gig wherever it was we did some funny places we did this this place god I can't remember what it's called now but it was like infamous it was an agricultural college student union it was infamous for just being absolutely dreadful as a gig and at that time we were we, we, we'd done one Edinburgh and we, we, we'd done really well you know but in an Edinburgh festival kind of sense not in an agricultural college student union god I'm coming out I'm such a fucking snob today aren't I, I really am and I apologise no I don't actually I don't but we we um it was so bad we had an we were meant to do 40 minutes and then a, another comedian Steve Williams was meant to do 40 minutes and we did so badly we did about 12 minutes and just walked off and Steve just went, don't worry, I've got this. And then and then took over. And he was much more, you know, much more uh, uh, skilled at dealing with that sort of crowd. I remember at one point he, he got a man on stage and, and got him to drink his own piss. It was that sort of level. And me and Ferg were doing quite nuanced sketches. <laughs> um, at one point we were doing this sketch called Dump Me, which was very good. It was very good. You know, it's quite sad to me that we've moved on even though it, it all came from me, I completely wrecked it. Um, I'll say that here and now, hand on heart, I wrecked that double act, I really did. And it's quite sad that a lot of... The, I mean, some of it you can you can see on YouTube, like the theatre group sketch we did. But a lot of it's just lost in time, you know, like it never happened. Oh, well. And some of it was great. We had a great sketch called Dump Me, which was where we were a couple, which was achingly progressive. Couldn't do that now, though, could you? Because we, we weren't a couple. Anyway... But we were playing a couple and um, he says, you're going to dump me, aren't you? And I'm like, no, no, no. Why would you think that? And he goes, I just think you, I just, everyone just dumps me. I know you're going to dump me. And then it goes on and on and on and on until he's like, he's like actively trying to get me to dump him. Do you know what I mean? Because like, dump me, dump me, dump me, dump me, dump me like this. And then they go, all right, fine. I d you're dumped. And he goes, you bastard. <laughs> Fergus was very, he's very, um, he still is, he's not dead. He's very skilled at, at, I don't know, just nailing those sort of... the mania of that kind of thinking. Paranoid thinking, you know? He's very good at just kind of observing it and getting it. Wonderful. Anyway, we were doing that sketch at one point and we were chatting just in this agricultural studio union you know in my mind it was like the wild west darlings it was like the wild you know beer um pints being thrown around and, and stuff and people fighting um but i remember specifically at one point the wait the thing was the, the stage it wasn't a stage it was a, just a corner of the room um but the stage we'll call it the stage the the toilet was directly behind it so to go to it you had to walk 
they cleverly put it there so to go to the toilet you had to walk through the stage area and I, I remember the point where we were doing holding these microphones just talking to each other doing this dump me dump me dump me sketch and someone just walked between us to the toilet as we were just walked straight between as if he had no idea we were there it was very weird feeling and we both just started laughing i think that was the point where we left it anyway ferg was ferg was he he always wanted to be a comedian i think before i don't think i ever really wanted to be a comedian i've sort of ended up doing it now and it, and it is a weird it was sort of a means to an end for me i suppose and now it's sort of become the end <laughs> but i do love it i do you know i've grown to love it i really have but ferg we get to these gigs and fergus would he'd sort of i deferred to him quite a lot back then if i'm honest i felt like i was sort of trotting after him do you know what i mean I was always, a f he would always sort of storm ahead with confidence and stuff. That's how it felt to me. Probably he felt the opposite. But he was sort of storming out, here we are, we're here, come on, let's go. You know, and I'd sort of trot along behind. I was very often late, which must have been very annoying. Very annoying. God, I wasted a lot of that time. Do you know what I mean? I remember I was going to the BBC when it was the old place, the, the sort of donuts it was called. And all that time we were wandering. I mean, a lot of it was just empty rooms. Like a lot of it was just felt very, even it did feel like the end. Even then, it felt like it was coming coming down. Do you know what I mean? The, the offices were often just empty and no one was doing anything, really. It felt like that. It just It felt like a sort of store cupboards. Weird. But still, yeah, Ferg would go in very... Trum, he'd know where he was going. And I'd always be late, so he'd be always annoyed. Bless him. And we'd get to these places and he'd say, Oh, we're the comedians. As in, you know, we're the comedians. We are tonight's entertainment. We are your strippers. <laughs> but he'd say, we're, we're the comedians, you know, with, with that kind of confidence. We're the comedians. Hi, we're the comedians. And I'd just giggle, which used to annoy him quite a lot. Rightly, hand on heart, you know, this isn't, this isn't complaining about Fergus at all. This was very, um, it, I, I am annoying. <laughs> but he, um, yeah, and I couldn't, hand, I don't know why I couldn't own the word comedians. I was like, oh, not me. God, I'm not. <laughs> But it's, I know you're thinking it's imposter syndrome, but it's not quite the same as that. It's more like almost <sighs> feeling like aspects of life, words, authority, commitment. They don't belong to us. Maybe they don't belong to us. So sometimes I have to say to myself, I am a comedian. I, had to, I have to look at myself in the mirror and go, I'm a comedian. Not in a kind of like, I'm a tiger, you know, like Alan Potter, I'm a tiger. But just sort of going, I, I'm a comedian. I'm here to make you laugh. <laughs> I think that in my mind. And I'm here to have fun. And I, I'm funny. Every, I go to, I've been gigging for 20 years. I still go to gigs. I sit there and I go, oh, but I don't, what, what, I don't know how to be funny. What, I don't know what people want. What do people want? Oh God, did, I did it last night. That gig last night, new material, 10 minutes. You know? I'm learning, the more I'm being myself, the more I am learning this element of like, oh, it's okay, it is me, I've got this, you've got this, Carl. But it's still this sort of fear of like, God, they don't want to see me, they don't want to see this. So I don't know if you feel the same in whatever you do. There's other phrases like, just when, just when people say something like, oh, I'll be out your air in a minute, I'll be out your air in a minute. I always start laughing when people say that. Not because it's a funny phrase that they're in my hair or anything. Well, that's quite funny. But like, just this art. I, I just can't... I don't understand how people own these phrases. So yeah, I think as a neurodiverse person, it, it's maybe just another aspect of feeling lonely in the world and feeling like you don't belong when you just can't... I hope I've explained myself well. I don't think I've really come across well with this one. I don't think I've really explained it very well. But where you just struggle to own these things that are considered normal and ordinary um and it's why i have struggled to stay in double acts and groups and everything or well, one of the many reasons is i just i i don't i don't know how to connect with what is taken for granted what is common sense what is normal and ordinary to most people but you can populate this forest Rather than it being full of stuff you don't understand, you can reflect on it and find your own way to understand it. And words actually have immense power, of course, you know. And like Fergus going, we are the comedians. Yes, I am the comedian. And another thing you 
can do, and which I've done in the past, and I, I do a lot before I go on stage nowadays, and before I've got to do something like an audition or something, you know, playing a Specs Marine, I go, um, I sort of, I've come up with these words, and because I'm a horrific geek, as you know, I've connected them to X-Men in my mind, because I love the X-Men. But anyway, I think of these words, and I sort of tap my tummy, the solar plexus, I just tap it, and I say the words, the words are strength, energy, conviction, commitment, consideration, courage, hope, joy. These are things I want to own and have and be and feel. And <laughs> my son has just won at Jurassic World Alive, I think. But he's, he's really owning his dinosaurs, you know. There, he's got it. He's got it. He's got his forest. So I fill the forest with these words. Strength, okay, energy, conviction, commitment, consideration, courage, hope, joy. And what those words mean, what those trees grow into can be different for everyone. Sometimes they're different for me from day to day, but just saying these things to myself before I have to do a a thing which I know is going to be overwhelming or stressful. Often it's not even doing gigs and stuff because to be honest, gigs, even though I'm beforehand, I'm like, oh God, I'm good at this. I'm flying. I'm having fun. That's where I come alive. It's often just normal things like having to go camping <laughs> or having to um, deal with with neighbours or something, you know? Not the TV show neighbours. I can deal with that in my bloody sleep. I really can. But with actual neighbours, you know, so strength, energy, conviction, commitment, consideration, courage, hope, joy. Just say it a few times to yourself. You may have completely different words. A little tip for you. I hope that helps. I'm sorry this is very dashed off. Stop apologising, Colin. All right. It's not my best work. It's really not. And please don't judge me on this. But as I say, it's a very last minute. And considering we've got um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Jurassic World going on, the internet's fucked. And this isn't what we intended to do. Uh, I think we did all right. We got through it. I hope I haven't really upset Brexit people. Oh, how cowardly of me. Do you know what? I hope I have upset Brexit people. What were you bloody thinking, you silly sausages? Um, Please do... Uh, um, sponsor me on the patreon if you if you want to any money uh, obviously helps me keep doing this i'm still getting around to doing the anaman thing um book tickets at thepleasants.com or at burksnest.com for colin holt's work in progress um and as i say please like share and uh, tell your friends and all that uh, you can email me at colin holt comedy at gmail.com um, this is all again at the end anyway don't worry about it but um, please keep sending your comments I, um, I've had quite a few and they're really nice um, I know it's you know it's early days we're not having huge audiences or anything I haven't got any I haven't really got a producer or backers or anything like that at the minute um, or even a studio which is the next big thing I think we need so uh, it's it's slowly growing but it's really nice to get your feedback and to let me know I'm not being completely off track and hideously insulting um take care my friends strength energy conviction commitment consideration courage hope and joy to you all thank you for listening to into the neuroverse with me colin holt you can find me on twitter at colin holt on instagram at colin holt comedy you can support the podcast if you like it and want to keep it going money is the best way to keep things going go to patreon.com slash colin holt and you can pay me anything up to one billion pounds a week and i will happily take it any more than that is just greedy a big thank you to at eyes on legs who did the music for this so find him on twitter and so on if you want to get him to do music for you at ed shots who did the original photograph thanks for listening thanks for all your support and please do uh, rate subscribe review and like wherever you can and i'll keep doing this as long as anyone's interested that could include myself i do lose interest 
very quickly. Also, make sure you check out my website, IamColinHolt.com, for all the latest news. Contact United Agents if you want to book me for any gigs or acting work or dancing work. I'm actually a very good dancer or anything like that. Or if you want to contact me direct, it's ColinHoltComedy at gmail.com. Thank you. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.